It's episode number two, and today I'm talking all about Rome, specifically the seven hills of ancient Rome, and how climbing to the top of each of them was an experience I will never forget. Welcome to the Curious Cowgirl podcast, where we are talking about all things travel and maybe some other stuff that I find interesting. Let's jump into today's episode. Today's episode is all about Rome, and if you are planning on visiting Rome soon, I have a resource for you that you are definitely going to want to get your hands on, so be sure and stick around to the end. For those of you all who are readers of my blog, you know that I adore Rome. I've written a lot about Rome on my blog. And just as a sidebar, if you're planning on traveling to Rome, you may want to go check out some of the blog posts I've written. I I didn't go back and count before recording this episode, but I think I've written at least 20, maybe 25 blog posts about visiting Rome. So you can go to thecuriouscowgirl.com put in the word Rome in the search bar, and then every blog post I've written about Rome will pop up. But needless to say, I I really love Rome, and I wanted to share this story for a long time, but it's the kind of story that really I don't think would translate as well in the written form, but is really, really perfect for a podcast. So um, good thing I have a podcast, right? Okay, so I have traveled to Italy and to Rome many times. And the first time that Will and I traveled there together, it was his first trip to Rome. And the trip happened to coincide with a really big um, life moment for Will. Will is sober, and he just celebrated recently the 30th anniversary of his sobriety birthday, Um, which is a huge deal. During this trip, Will was celebrating his 20th anniversary. So this trip was, you know, about 10 years ago. And so I knew that that date was going to happen while we were in Rome together. And as I was planning for the trip, because y'all know how I roll, I'd like to have a really good itinerary and a, a really good plan. I wanted to make that day really meaningful for, for Will and for me too, but really for him. One of the important, I guess, tenets of um, AA and sobriety in general is the idea that gratitude is really important. And so as I thought about how to celebrate this anniversary for Will, I thought, okay, let's find unique ways to express our gratitude while also kind of visiting important sites in Rome. And so it occurred to me, all right, so Rome has seven hills. Probably a lot of you will have heard the phrase, the seven ancient hills of Rome. It's very hard to see the hills in, you know, modern Rome because Rome is very built up. You know, it's a, it's a big city. And 
um, you might not really realize that there are seven hills, but back in the day, you could see them more clearly because, you know, Rome was not as developed and there weren't as many large buildings and that kind of thing. But Rome was founded on seven hills. And y'all will hear me say this a lot on this podcast, but I, I do not speak Italian. I don't even have a very good Italian accent when I try to imitate Although I am better after a couple glasses of wine, <laughs> I will say that, but my Italian is really bad. So I apologize if anybody is listening to this podcast and you're fluent in Italian, because I'm probably getting ready to butcher your, your eardrums. But the seven hills of Rome, they are, you know, names that are familiar to some people, the Palatine Hill, the Esquiline Hill, the Aventine Hill, you know, I could go on and on and on. So I looked at the different hills on a map and try to identify an important church or place of worship or whatever where Will and I could spend some time expressing our gratitudes. And so I sort of mapped all that out um, in, in preparation for this you know kind of epic day um, around Rome. We started off our day really early because I knew that it was going to be a, you know a long a long day and you know we kind of began our trek across Rome. Um, I guess it was around lunchtime or right after lunch or whatever, maybe, you know, early afternoon. Um, and we wanted to go to the forum because one of the hills is the Palatine Hill and the Palatine Hill is where the Roman forum is. And so we got to the forum and realized, oh, wait a minute, going into the forum is a ticketed experience. And we actually had booked a private guide for later in our trip to take us through the forum. So we stood there and thought, okay, we don't need to do this twice. You know, we're going to do this with a guide in a few days and that's going to be better. So, you know, kind of what's our plan B? Trying to stick with, you know, a meaningful place as close to the Palatine Hill as we can identify. So we're kind of standing there on the sidewalk and we're looking around and I look across the street and I see a church across the street. And I said to Will, hey, let's let's go over there. I mean, you know, it's kind of, you know, close enough to count. And he said, fine. So we walked across the street and we had been in a few other churches earlier in the day. And sort of what we had done previously was we'd gone into the church and um, sat down and we um, said a silent prayer. I had my list of gratitudes. Will had his list. We hadn't shared them. And so we would sit down inside every church and set our own kind of private gratitude at each one of these different spots. So that was our plan, um, you know, walking into this church. And as we walked up the steps, I started to kind of look around and realize that there were a lot of people gathering that were dressed nicely. And as I really paid attention to what was going on, I stopped Will and I said, hey, babe, I think there's like a wedding getting ready to happen inside this church. And sure enough, we peeked inside the church and there was a, like a bridal party inside. And I said to Will, you know what? I, I feel real awkward and inappropriate walking into the church and kind of just like plunking ourselves down in the pew and, you know, whatever, while these people are, you know, kind of having their family moment or whatever. And Will agreed. He said, yeah, that's, that's weird and intrusive and fully qualifies as a tacky tourist move. So, we walked back out, and to the right of the church, there was a, a, a garden. And Will said, why don't we walk over there? Maybe we can find a bench or something in the garden and sit down. And I said, okay. 
So we walk into this garden and um, it's it's full of kind of olive trees. It's not a huge garden, but it's um, there's probably, I don't know, 15 or 20 olive trees and all the trees are separated by little um, gravel walkways. So we walk in and Will sees kind of against the far side of the garden a little um, a little set of steps and there's no benches in this garden, but you know, we've been on our feet for hours. And so he said, okay, why don't we go over there and we can sit down on those steps and we can do our gratitude. And I said, that's great. So we walked over and sat down on these little steps. So I bowed my head and Will bowed his head and we're there expressing our gratitudes. And then I, I hear, you know, kind of approaching footsteps, kind of that, you know, crunch, crunch, crunch sound that, you know, your feet make when you're walking on gravel. And I look up and there's a man standing there in front of, in front of me and Will. And he starts speaking in Italian and I, and I say, oh, I'm so sorry. I speak, I only speak English. And, and he said, oh, no problem. He said, I, I need to knock on the door behind you. Do you mind if I, I reach over you? And I realize, you know, kind of in, like in this moment where you think, oh my God, I'm an idiot. That the reason that there are steps there is because there's like a gate or a, like a door in this wall right behind us. And so I, I kind of nudged Will and I said, oh, I'm so sorry, sir. Forgive us. We'll move. Okay, so here's a funny thing about Will. Will has no fear about asking anybody anything. He will walk into any building, through any door, through any gate, and kind of, you know, takes a position that he'll ask for forgiveness, not permission, which is one of the things I love about him. I'm I'm not quite as bold as that, but... So, so I'm, you know, like gathering my stuff and I'm moving out of this guy's way, kind of horrified. And Will says, oh, well, what's, what's behind the door? You know, what's, why are you knocking on the door? And the guy kind of looks at him funny and he says, well, um, there's some nuns that live here and I am going to ask permission if I can go into the private chapel to pray. And Will says, I mean, without missing a beat, Will says, oh, well, can we go inside too? And now a word from our sponsor. Are you planning a big trip? Awesome. Okay, here's what I think you need to do. You need to plan on reading about 10 to 12 travel articles. I would also go buy several guidebooks. You might want to put together an Excel spreadsheet and maybe even post something on Facebook asking for input. Or you can go to thecuriouscowgirl.com and check out my curated itineraries. I have planned itineraries for Rome, Paris, New York, and even Texas, all designed to take the stress out of research and planning the perfect vacation. The link is in the show notes. <laughs> Y'all, I could have died. I was just like, what are you, what are you asking this man? And he was real, you know, very um, gracious and said, well, I'll certainly ask. So he knocks on this door and um, a, a minute later it opens and there's a nun standing there. And he has this conversation with her and she nods. And then he obviously is sort of asking her if we can come in too. And he's talking and gesturing and she's kind of looking at us. And then finally she nods. And so she opens the door and she starts to walk down this, um, the sidewalk and the man says, I'm going to speak softly. And she said, it's fine, but I want to show you something. So Will and I follow this man down the sidewalk and on either side of us are little low one-story buildings 
and I'm, I'm kind of, you know, like doing that whole sideways glancing thing, trying to see, because I don't want to be disrespectful, but I'm also like, what, where are we? <laughs> what are we walking into? And I can tell that um, we're walking down a sidewalk and on either side of us are like the dormitories where the nuns live. And because I can see through the open windows, there's like some little cots and, you know, some personal things. And it's obvious that they're little bedrooms or whatever. So we follow the man down the sidewalk and he motions for us to peek inside this one particular room. And in the room, there's hardly anything there. There's literally a cot. um, And I mean like a cot, like a wood cot with a blanket on it and a crucifix on the wall and a desk with nothing on the desk. And so Will and I, you know, kind of look around and we nod and we say, oh yeah, that's really interesting. And, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking, I don't know what I'm looking at, but this guy thought it was important. So, you know what, I'm going to be polite. So after we kind of poke our heads in the room, he motions across the sidewalk and kind of whispers and says, all right, here's the chapel and you all are welcome to stay as long as you would like. Please take your shoes off before you enter the chapel. And, and you know, you are a welcome guest, um, whatever. So Will and I walk into this little um, kind of outer waiting room. There's several pairs of shoes sitting there on the floor. We take our shoes off and we walk into the chapel. And the chapel, y'all, was a, um, a very small room with a like a six foot table set up on one on one end with like a white lace tablecloth there was a um a crucifix on the table and a couple of vases of flowers nothing fancy and then uh, there's like four or five people sitting on the floor praying without their shoes on i mean and, and nothing else this is not some kind of fancy you know renaissance or baroque era highly ornate chapel at all it was really just a room kind of with a table set up so will and i sit down on the floor and we do our gratitudes and um and we we definitely kind of linger there a little longer than maybe some of the other places we've been because it felt you know like we were experiencing something very special and so we took a little bit longer and i got up first walked into that little outer room, put my shoes on and kind of stood there waiting for Will. And then Will got up, came out, put his shoes on. And as Will was standing up and we were getting ready to walk outside onto the sidewalk and head back to the gate where we entered, I hear this rattling noise and I look down and there's this precious, very short little nun. I mean, I'm not kidding you, like four and a half feet tall, maybe five feet tall. And she's rattling a basket. And and I, I didn't understand what was happening, but the rattling sound made me feel like she was asking for us to make a donation. Um, cause in my mind, that rattling sound was like change in a basket. And I looked at Will and I said, Oh, well, she wants us to make a donation. And he said, Oh, so he starts to reach in his pocket for some, um, euros. And the lady, the, the nun <laughs> says, no, no, no. And, and she holds the basket closer to us, and I realize that the basket is full of little silver charms, and she's offering for us to take a charm. And so Will and I both take a charm, and we say grazie, and she's got kind of nods, and she's real sweet. And we walk down the sidewalk and out the gate, and, and the gate closes behind us. And, and I, you know, and we kind of stand there, and I looked at Will, and I said, okay, what just happened? I, I, don't, I feel like something big just happened, but I don't really know what it is. And Will said, I know I feel the same way. And I, so I looked down at this charm in my hand and I, I am not Catholic. 
And so those of y'all who are Catholic, I've actually told this story to some friends who are Catholic and they're like, oh, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a saint. And I, and, but I did not know that. And so I look down at this little silver charm and I'm looking at on one side, there's a cross. And then on the other side, there's a, a profile of a woman. And I, and I'm like, God, that, that looks so familiar to me. Like that profile looks really familiar to me. And as I glance up, I look into the garden where the olive trees are and I see this bronze head that I had not noticed, like on a plinth in the middle of this garden that I did not notice when we walked in. And I said, Will, walk over here with me. And we walk over to this bronze and walk around to the front. And it is a bronze of Mother Teresa. And I realize that we somehow stumbled upon the her her home church, her home sect, or her home nunnery. Sorry, all my Catholic friends. I don't know what the terminology is, but where she either grew up or did some training or whatever, she spent time there. And they honored her with this bronze um, of her in the garden. And then the little charms they were giving away were the profile was her on one side. And so, you know, so that kind of registered in my brain. And I thought, wow, okay, so that was the little, very austere, dormitory room that we saw that was her room that was where mother Teresa stayed when she was there that's why that man wanted us to look in there he obviously assumed we knew where we were um and that's why the the nun um the outfits the habits that the nuns were wearing look so familiar to me I mean you can probably picture mother Teresa in your mind and these nuns were wearing the same habit or you know outfit and so it all, all of a sudden, all of those things kind of clicked together in my brain. And I, you know, I thought, wow, what, <laughs> what an unbelievable experience we just had. So, so Will and I are kind of standing there debriefing this whole experience. And I think this was the fifth um, hill that we went to because we went to um, two others, I believe, after this. So anyway, Will looked at me and he said, hey, can I ask you a question? And I said, yeah, sure. And he said, do you mind if I ask you what your gratitude was here? And again, we had not shared our list with each other. We didn't, you know, talk about it ahead of time or, you know, coordinate it or whatever. It was, you know, that was kind of a very personal thing. And I said, yeah, I said, I um, expressed gratitude for my health. And Will looked at me and he said, I did too. And both of us kind of got that, I don't know, that look you know, like the, like our eyes got bigger and we just looked at each other and thought, what are the odds, first of all, of, you know, of all the things that you could be grateful for in life that we would have been, you know, that we would have chosen health at the exact same place. And then Will said, and I thought this was really profound or it felt very profound in the moment to us. He said, you know, Mother Teresa was well known for healing the sick, you know, working with lepers. And he said, you know, I just find it um, you know, kind of the perfect intersection of a, a lot of different things that we are here together. We are expressing our gratitude in this place for our health. And Mother Teresa was really known for working with people who are sick and trying to heal them. And I, you know, you know, both of us kind of got that like goosebump moment and, and um, needless to say, have talked about that experience many, many, many times over the years together, how, um, you know, interesting it was that with all the planning and all of the different ways that I could have put that day together, you know, I, in, in, from our perspective, 
God had some real intentionality in having us together in that place on that day, in that moment with that same gratitude. So anyway, it, it was a, an unbelievably um, cool experience for both of us. And needless to say, one that we will never forget. So from a you know, travel, um, you know, podcasting perspective or a travel blogging perspective, here's something that I want you to consider um, because that was a very unique story and obviously not one that I told you all because I'm, in, you know, I'm thinking that, you know, whatever, that, that that is an experience you ought to seek to have too. But I guess my biggest point in sharing this story with you all is this. No matter how many times you've been to a city, if it's a city you love um, and, a, and, a, um, and a city that you want to go back to, there's always a new experience to have there. And, and the reason I say that is Will and I, since that time, have been back to Rome together many, many times and will continue going back to Rome many, many times. And it really doesn't matter to us how many times we've been there. Um, there, there is always a new experience to have. There is always something new to see. There's always something new to learn. And even, you know, going back to some of the major sites over and over again. Um, we, I mean, there they are. There's a, like an infinite amount of knowledge to be gained every time you go visit, you know, the Colosseum or the Vatican or w- whatever it is. And neither of us ever kind of take the position, oh, been there, done that, check the box, don't need to see it again. And I know that there's a lot of people who do travel that way, and that's I'm not throwing any shade at all. But what I am encouraging you all to consider is going back to the same city over and over again is is not by any stretch a waste of time or kind of depriving you of the opportunity to see new things. There's an infinite number of um, experiences that you can have in the same city that you visit year after year after year. And that is definitely how I feel about Rome. So a couple of final points, and then we'll wrap up today's episode. If you are interested in truly the exact itinerary that Will and I followed on our Seven Hills of Ancient Rome Day, I will link to a blog post I have written detailing it out um, exactly in what order we visited each of the Seven Hills and the different places of worship that I identified at each of those um, at each of those places so that we could express our gratitude. Um, I'll put a link in the show notes to that blog post. If you are planning on traveling to Rome, I want to remind you that I have written several guides for Rome, one, two, and three-day curated itineraries. I have a Rome restaurant guide and a Rome shopping guide. And the, the beauty of my itineraries is that each day is divided into a set of morning activities and a set of afternoon activities that are all very interchangeable. So you can kind of, I guess like Lego pieces, kind of move them around and arrange your morning and afternoon how you want. But all the activities that are grouped together in the mornings and all the activities grouped together in the afternoon are very much in the same geographic area. So I really take into consideration um, saving your feet and not running you all over Rome, zigzagging around. I really believe in efficiency and sightseeing. So my guides are definitely designed that way. Um, 
if you're interested, I will put a link in the show notes to my Curious Cowgirl shop where you can take a look at my guides. And if you're interested, you can purchase one for an upcoming trip to Rome. All right, that wraps up today's episode. Thank you for traveling with me to Rome today. I hope you enjoyed the conversation as much as I did, and I will look forward to talking with y'all again soon. Bye.